welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, I want to welcome everybody again to River Valley Church in Apple Valley. Can we welcome every single campus joining with us this weekend? Welcome to church. We love you. All around the Twin Cities, Vancouver, online, God is moving in our church. And uh, this weekend is Water Baptism Weekend. And can we celebrate the life change, seeing people publicly declare their new life in Jesus Christ is here. The last couple of weeks in church has been amazing because we've received fresh vision from our lead pastor and also from God. What does God want to do in and through our church in 2024? And if you don't remember, the vision is 247, coming from Acts chapter 2, verse 47, talking about the church. They were praising God. They had favor with people. And the Lord was adding daily the number of those that were being saved. Those were being added to the church. Last week, Pastor Rob shared that before Acts chapter 2, verse 47, came the upper room on the day of Pentecost where the believers, the 120 that were there, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were full of the power of the Holy Spirit, which means we need the power of God like never before so that we can see people around us in our lives give their lives to Jesus. We need more power. That was Pastor Rob's message. And he asked me this weekend here and at all of our locations to focus on daily saved. That's what we're talking about over the next few moments. We can't let January go by because we'll fall behind what the Lord would have us do here inside the church, but also in our communities outside the church. Pastor Rob said we'd love to see thousands upon thousands saved, not just in the church, but everywhere we go outside the church. We're going to go to Romans chapter 10. And uh, starting in verse 9, we're going to read this together. Before we read uh, 9 through 17, sometimes I think this thought, like, why can't we hear the message, make a decision to follow Jesus, and get to heaven? Like, why, why can't we just hear it, make a decision, and go? Because... Heaven is where there's no more sickness, there's no more hurting, there's no more pain, there's no more tears. It's eternity with God. Why can't we just get there? It's because of what we're about to read, and it's because of Acts chapter 247, where daily people are getting saved. It's the mission that we have. We have a job to do on this side of eternity, and it's to occupy that side of eternity in heaven. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Everybody good? Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Verse 11. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. 
For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they've not believed? How are they to believe in him of who they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? And can I tell you, church, you are the sent ones. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Pastor Rob taught last week, we need more power. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Last week when Pastor Rob was teaching that, uh, one of our campus pastors, Pastor Anthony Cox up at our city campus, he, he, he sent to the, the campus pastor's text thread, when you said we need more power, I was thinking of Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, 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 oh. Need more power. 90s kid right there, awesome. Last week was we need more power. This week is more power for more people. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that your presence is here. And across all of our campuses, you are here. And I pray that we would get an urgency to reach lost people. Specifically the people that may never find themselves in a church building but we find ourselves around them in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, everywhere we go. I pray that we would evangelize the world, sharing the good news that there is a Savior and his name is Jesus Christ. Fan into flame inside of us this passion to see more people added to the kingdom. I pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. As I was preparing this message this week, it, 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 it got uh, really theological and kind of apologetics-like. And, 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 and here's, the, here's the system, and here's the, the, the robotics and the formula, and here's how you're going to go. And, and if you do A, B, C, or X, Y, Z, if you do one, two, three, then boom, people are getting saved left and right. And, and I felt a little bit of conviction that this is not about robotics or a specific formula, or if you just, if you just read this copy, it's automatically gonna, gonna work. I, I really felt like the Lord shifted my perspective this week that this weekend's message is to impart into the church a passion a passion, not just to inspire. Inspiration is one of our values, but I think a, a stronger word for this weekend is that you would be compelled, that there would be an unction, like a, just from the gut, I need to see people around me saved. And so some of this message I'm sharing, I actually look back to Seek Week two years ago the message on evangelism that I had the opportunity to share and less than 25% of the church today heard that message and so I'm pulling some of it from there. One of my favorite places in the world is Turkey. 
Turkey's an amazing country. If you've ever been, the people are amazing. The food is amazing. If you go to Istanbul, there's a, there's a, a little neighborhood called Katakoy. That's where we have the Gospel Culture Cafe and we've got missionaries and workers in this country. And if you ever went to Katakoy, you'd think you're in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Like It's like a hipster village. It's like a cool, there's like old town brick and there's all these little pop up shops and all this and the young people that are there you you they, they could live anywhere in the world in any one of the major cities it's like wow we're living in this global culture because even in Istanbul Turkey it's like man you could be in Brooklyn you could be downtown Chicago you could be downtown Minneapolis Istanbul's amazing and then in the northeast of Turkey there's these mountains and in a city called Rize and we we've been there on global teams I've had the opportunity multiple times to be able to go to Turkey and, and you're up in the mountains and, and, and the greenery and, and the mountains and the fresh air and the mountain village people are amazing and, and Pastor Rob he teaches our team and our staff and all of our global team leaders that, that you don't, don't just get caught up in how amazing this place is or how good the food is because while you're in Turkey and you're, you're just soaking in this place is so amazing without Jesus, they will all go to hell. Without somebody sharing the good news of Jesus, you could walk around Istanbul, you could walk around the mountains and meeting the village people, and you could know almost for certain that 99.99% of the people you are around Without Jesus, they're without Jesus and their destination is hell. But can I tell you, it's not just Turkey, it's your neighbors. It's not just Turkey, it's your coworkers. We're not just sending missionaries to the other side of the world to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, but we're sending the church to our neighborhoods and to our workplaces and to our schools to see people give their lives to Jesus Christ. We are on mission. So how do I evangelize the world? Pastor Rob shared in, in the vision message, daily saved, daily saved. And, and then he, he shared on last weekend, when he was talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Because some of you are like, not a chance. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know how to talk about it. I don't, like, I, I, what, what do I got to do? Like, I got to stand up on the corner of the street. I got to get up on a box. I got to tell, like, 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 it's the scariest thing in the world. And I just want to talk about how you, yes, you, can evangelize your world. Evangel means the good news, just like gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ. How are you going to evangelize the world? First and foremost, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. John the Baptist says this. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me, talking about Jesus, is mightier than I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. 
How are we going to reach our neighbors? How are we going to reach our coworkers? How are we going to reach the people in our life, our family, and our friends? It's with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Jesus is our baptizer in the Holy Spirit. John chapter 20, verses 21 and 22. Jesus says this. He said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to receive the Holy Spirit? I'm not gonna re-preach Pastor Rob's message, but when you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you. That's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But there is an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit does so much in our life. You heard about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Full of the Holy Spirit, that's the fruit that comes out of me. And it's easy to have peace when everything's going great, but a Christ follower full of the Holy Spirit has peace even in a crisis, has joy even on their worst day. Why? Because they know their eternal destination. Eternity is the long side. This is the short side. The fruit of the Spirit. We need the fruit of the Spirit to evangelize this world. Nobody likes a person full of the Holy Spirit and they're a jerk. They contradict, like, have you ever met somebody? Like, I've been saved, I've been saved a long time, and you're a jerk. Like, what's that? Like, why? Like, this is not, these don't line up. No, we need the fruit of the Spirit. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to exude all of those qualities. Even that, it's, it's not circumstantial. But even on your worst day, the fruit of the Spirit comes out of you. And that's a witness to the world. What do you have that I don't? How are you able to have that perspective? How do you have that countenance? I know what you're going through. I know what you're dealing with. I know the heaviness. I know the circumstance. I know the situation and the difficulty, yet you've got a smile on your face. It's the Holy Spirit that we need. And not just the fruit of the Spirit, but the gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, talks about these gifts that when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. He, he gives gifts to us. They're like superpowers, but not like the comic books, like real life. The revelation gifts, gift of wisdom, gift of knowledge, gift of discerning of spirits, power gifts of faith, of healings, of miracles, speaking gifts, speaking in tongues, the interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. We need the the gifts of the Spirit in our life, evident, active in our life. This is not just Bible times. This is for you today, that God wants to pour out gifts on your life, not just so that you can show off, like doing a card trick at a party, but so that God can be revealed to somebody. Say, wow, God is real because of the power that came out of you. And I know it's not you, because I know you. God must be real. Some of you guys got that. John chapter 14, verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus talking, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Listen to this. Jesus says, and greater works than these he will do because I'm going to the Father. Jesus himself, after performing all of these miracles, says, you will do these same works 
and even greater. It's only possible by the power of the Holy Spirit and with fire. Okay, maybe you've heard that. You've been in church a little bit and you've heard like, what does it mean and with fire? Let's read. In Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9 says this. If I say I will not mention him, speaking of the Lord, or speak any more in God's name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. The fire builds within us. Those that are filled with the Spirit of God if I can't talk about what Jesus has done, if I can't share my faith, if I can't tell my testimony, if I can't operate in the gifts of the Spirit, if I can't be, live in this type of freedom, what happens to a Christ follower full of the Holy Spirit? I, 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 it's like a fire that is in my bones and I, I have to let it out. And can I tell you, if that fire is not growing within you, there's something wrong. Because the Holy Spirit wants to put a passion and an urgency. This is not just for the extroverts or for the pastors that like to speak loud. This is for every person, however God wired you, however God gifted you. Introvert, extrovert, however he made you. The Holy Spirit will put this passion on the inside to see those around you come to know Jesus the same way you have come to know Jesus. It's like a fire. I need the Holy Spirit and I want that passion like never before. I'm just, just a side note. I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit that even me as a pastor just lately, it's like you can fall asleep at the wheel. Just like, man, I, I'm, I'm living it and I'm salt and I'm light and this is nice and I'm nice to people and I'm smiling and I'll shake a hand and love you and great. But man, where's the passion to talk about what Jesus has done? And I I just want to encourage the church and everybody watching that there's a fire growing in our church. This is the vision for our church this year, that there should be a fire growing within you, that every day, day by day, daily being saved, that I can't escape it. It's in my mind and it's in my heart. Every day, I'm, my, my heart is yearning and burning to see people saved. How are we going to do it with the Holy Spirit and with fire? How are we going to evangelize the world with, with a healing testimony? You've got to share your healing testimony. And you might be listening to this saying, well, I, I, don't, ha I don't have a healing testimony. You know, some of you do, like you've been healed from cancer. God does that, by the way. He's repaired your physical body. He's... he's He's put your emotions back together. He's, he's fortified your mind. He's, he's done a healing work in your life, but there are others that go, I, don't, I, don't, I can't pinpoint like, what's my healing testimony? Can I encourage you, those that are in Christ, once you were dead in your trespasses, I don't have a healing testimony. Okay, what? Once you were dead in your trespasses. Let's read it. Let's read it. Hang on. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in your trespasses and sin. 
in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Can I tell you, Christ follower, you have a healing testimony, and it might be cancer, and it might be a broken bone, it might be your emotions, it might be in your mind that God has healed you, but for sure, once you were dead, but now you're alive. You gotta tell somebody your healing testimony. This is how we're gonna reach the world. This is how we're gonna reach our world is by sharing our testimonies. You can look back at a message last year called Countless Testimonies. Like, like how, how do we do this? But I, I would like to give a little practicality to this. Tom Eli, he, he leads a ministry called the One Minute Witness. And this is, you can write this down. Just if you were looking for some handles and not just emotion, this is it. The one minute witness, and you can put each point, there's five points in how to share your testimony with somebody. You can put one point for each finger and you can memorize this. First one is permission. Get permission from the person. May I ask you a question? May I share something with you? He encourages you to say, what's the best thing that ever happened to you? And let them share. Would I be able to share the best thing that's ever happened to me? And I hope it's Jesus. And then you have this opportunity and this open door to share the best thing that ever happened to you. The second one is just remember BC, before Christ. Who were you before Christ? What was your life like before Christ? The third one is TP, turning point. What was the turning point? Like what, what, where were you at when you heard the message when the Holy Spirit convicted you and there was this turning in your heart. Turning is repentance. Turning away from your sin is repentance. Turning towards Christ is faith. Repentance and faith happen at the same time at the turning point. And you can remember, what's, what was my turning point? You can share that with somebody. The fourth thing is AD. After you made the decision to follow Jesus, what happened? What happened in your life? Has it been better or has it been worse? And better doesn't mean no problems. Better means I now navigate the problems full of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and a little bit of fire. And the last one is saying, if I had never met Jesus, I fill in the blank. If I had never met him, where would you be? I know some people in here you wouldn't be alive. If I hadn't met Jesus, there's a couple of people testifying in the room. If I hadn't met him, if I hadn't made that decision, I would not be breathing today. One minute witness. For those of you that don't like emotion, there's your handles and your practicality. You are dismissed. I'm kidding. <laughs> How do we evangelize the world? With the Holy Spirit with fire sharing our healing testimony and with family planning. Not like what you're thinking. <laughs> Some parent like rushing the kids out. No, as a Christ follower, 
You better plan to have a big family. In Genesis, it says this, chapter one, verse 28, God blessed them, talking about Adam and Eve. God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven, over every living thing that moves on the earth. In the Old Testament, it was, out, it was actually about having kids and it was about preserving the bloodline from Adam and Eve and the God's chosen people, the Israelites, to get all the way to Jesus so that he could come and save all of humanity. So that's what it was like in the Old Testament. The New Testament is that you would be fruitful, full of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and that you would multiply, that you as a Christ follower would see people around you also make the decision being added to the family of God. So can I ask you, where are your kids? Who are your children? Who are your grandchildren? Who are your nieces and your nephews? Not just physically, but spiritually. And it's not about age. You can have kids that are older than you in the kingdom of God. And God wants you to start thinking about having a big family, to see your neighborhood all saved, to see your workplace all saved, to see your actual blood family saved and living for Jesus, planning on a big family. Matthew 28, verses 18 and 20. Some of you church people were waiting for this. This is why we're not vaporized immediately. It's because this is what Jesus asks us to do. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples. Be fruitful and multiply. Make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. John Wesley says this, you have nothing to do but save souls. Therefore, spend and be spent in this work. We've got to save souls. Think about your growing family and who you can influence. Don't be asleep at the wheel. Begin to pray. And I just encourage you, even right now, as I'm talking, that you'd begin to Think about who's in your life that you'd love to see give your life to Christ, give their life to Christ. You don't even have to like them, to be honest. But you have to care about their souls. I was thinking about this praying before the service and, and just trying to connect dots of like growing urgency. And, and for me, I've got four kids. My wife and I, we've got four kids. And uh, I, like, what would it feel like if, if three of them are saved and, and, and one of them's not, I, I, would be, I would be praying and desperate before the Lord that somebody would come into my kid's life. If it's not me, if, I, if the, the relationship was strained or if, or if we got disconnected somehow, like I, I would be praying that somebody would tell them somebody would get an urgency. Somebody would have a fire growing within them that, that maybe just maybe God put me here to share the good news of Jesus Christ with this kid. I, I, as, a, as a parent, I would just be like, Lord, please, like send somebody. And think about how God the Father feels about all of the children that have not yet heard. And he can reveal himself. 
but he chooses to use you and me to share the good news of Jesus. The Bible describes God like the good shepherd that will leave the 99 to find the one. And we should embody that. We don't just come to church and give our high fives to all of our Christian buddies. Like we can do that. We love you. But then we go back out looking for the one. Who's the one? Who's the one? Think about in your life. Take inventory right now. Even write down their name and begin to pray. God, would you help me? Give me the boldness. B build within me this fire that I cannot, I can't hold it in. I can't hold it in. I'm praying that this year is like a year like never before. Like, like our communities are just flooded with the gospel message. People sharing, people sharing, people sharing. Building relationship with the lost. people. 90% of the people, if not way more than that, are never coming into these doors, into our buildings, into the church. But you get to interact with them in real life out there. And Jesus, he... He taught in the synagogues and he taught in the streets. This is not just a church thing. This is a get out in the streets and share the good news of Jesus Christ. The last thing, how are we gonna evangelize the world with the Holy Spirit with fire by sharing our healing testimony, planning on a big family, really praying about who is in our life that we can see added to the kingdom. And the last thing is you need to preach the gospel. Some people say St. Francis of Assisi says, uh, preach the gospel and use words only when necessary. Like it just means like live a, live a nice life. And can I tell you, he never said that. He never said that. What he did say is the preacher, which is you, the sent one is you. The preacher must first draw from secret prayers that he will later pour out in holy sermons. He must first grow hot within before he speaks words that are themselves cold. We need to grow hot within, a fire within, to then go out into this world and to preach the gospel message of Jesus, 1 Corinthians 1.17, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Sometimes we feel like, I, I don't have the words, I don't have the words. That's Paul writing, I don't have the eloquent wisdom. But if I did, the cross would lose a little bit of its power. I don't need all the words, I need the power of the Holy Spirit so that when people hear it, knowing me, they're gonna know it's God. So don't worry about what you might say. The Bible teaches us this. But at the right time, at the opportune time, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to share. Lord, I pray right now over our church that you would build within us a fire. I thank you for the small group that 
is led by one of our teenagers. This last week, outside of the church, in the schools, where 10 teenagers gave their lives to Jesus Christ. Lord, I praise you for that. Lord, I thank you for the men's small group that goes regularly to the Mall of America just to meet people and to share their faith. Lord, I thank you for the stirring that is happening in our church. And I pray that you would stir each and every individual heart that we would evangelize this world. We need more power, not for us, we need more power for more people to be added to the kingdom of God. Would you let it happen this year like never before? Thousands upon thousands, both in the church and in the world. Lord, let it happen. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, amen.